digitized live in a room adjacent to my bathroom in Studio 1B in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the not-so-new Waterman and D-Train show. I'm your co-host, D-Train. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the driver of the El Camino, one Dave Waterman. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Waterman and D-Train show. Yeah, bro. Back. Feeling good, man. Feeling real good tonight. How are you feeling, D-Train? Good. How are you, man? It's been a while. Um, Life has been getting in our way. Yes, it has, man. Has life not been getting in our way or what, man? I'm telling you, I, I feel a sense of normalcy right now, you know? It's because we're in our padded cell. Yeah, we are. I just realized that this room has so much padding on the walls yep. that it's essentially our padded cell. Yes. Um, you yes. and I have both talked off the air that this has become very therapeutic for the both of us. Oh, man. Um, we just talk without getting charged $100 an hour by some dick from a uh, college with a degree that I've never heard of. Yeah, absolutely. And so instead, we put it out there in the internet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, for our five friends, the OG5 to listen to. Yeah, damn right. The OG5. I got to tell you, man, you know, I look forward to seeing you, man, because you spend so much time. Now, I don't know how many people out there, you know, spend time with their family. I like my family. I think they're, you know, they're cool people. Do they like you? Probably not. Still, still out the jury? That is definitely very questionable. And I have been spending an over-the-top amount of time with them. And, you, you know, it's like I get, you get to know somebody and then you don't hang out with them so much. And then when you go to hang out with them again, and let's say... A decade goes by. How much a person changes in 10 years is amazing. Why? Who'd you run back into? Well, no, it's not just that I've ran back into somebody. It's the philosophy on their life and, and what they've done, you know? Like, per se. And you know what? This show's open for me, man. All right? And the reason I'm going to say this is because I'm sick and tired of this crap that's been going on, especially with me. Now, I can't get into a whole lot about it, but I've been in transition, okay? now Wait a minute, hold on. This is 2'teen. Yeah. Transitioning has oh, a whole well, new definition that, nowadays. You need to be okay, very okay, damn okay, clear about okay. what... <laughs> are you pre-op or post-op? No, no, no. Hell no. That's one thing, bro. I'm not down with all that, man. No, what it is is... is, is residences okay i i i've had to relocate in uh the city of cape coral and now i, I you've you've seen my house d-train the old place yep. okay you know four or five four and a half car garage never been inside um i've been in your garage but i've never <laughs> been inside the house well, the garage is where it's at bro i mean the rest of the house is just you know it's a home man you know your standard bedrooms and bathrooms and all that jazz kitchen but my garage is where it's at. Now, I have gone from a four and a half, almost five car garage to a shallow weld two car, car and a half garage and rooms 
Uh, I'm. Uh, the rooms in that home are smaller than this room. Put it to you that way. And 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 we're in what? Let's say what is this? Uh, like what? Like a twelve by twelve? Um, what do you think? Maybe twelve by eight. 12, I think it's 12. wider than one way. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it twelve looks, by twelve. I don't know. Like, we like, we can uh, get the tape on it if it means that much to you. But. No, it doesn't mean that much. But I'm just kind of just giving you know the listener an sure. idea. So, so the rooms in this house are super small, and I'm looking around at at the at the new place, and I'm going, my God, man, you know, how in the world am I going to get all this stuff? into this home and then and then i'm looking at the garage and i'm going bro i've got you know cherry pickers and and engine blocks and headers and boxes and boxes and boxes now i've opened boxes bro Mm -hmm. and we have talked about this on the show before it's amazing how much stuff you accumulate yeah now i've seen things that that probably hadn't been looked at since 1979 man you know Boxes that I've opened up, and I'm going, what What in the world, you know? I, I I don't need this stuff. What do I need this stuff for? Perfect example. I have got a, a old, old school stereo dynamic microphone. Okay. You know, it's like a dictaphone, whatever they call it. You know, a little small one for interviewing people. This thing is probably, I don't know, it's, it's like, I don't know, three inches long. But, according to my father, we must save that. That will come into use one day. And why do we have to save it? Because it's not a mono mic. It's got two plugs. That is a stereo mic, son. We must save that. There's no. But tel- what media does it record onto? You can plug it into. You could plug it into a uh, um, like a Sony Walkman. Okay, so or it, something of that it has nature, no relevance as far as digital recording. You basically would have to record it to an analog um, source and then put that that medium in a player, right. hook the player into an input device to digitize, yes. or you can just use your phone. Boom. And throw the damn thing away. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Now, I've got boxes and boxes of this stuff. Now, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because every single damn thing I've had to take apart. Now, if there's something with a a, a, a five cent uh, uh, C clamp, you know, or, or, or I don't even know, I can't even think of the damn name of them right now. Binder clip? Yeah, like a binder clip, right? Mm-hmm. That was on a hose. The hose is rotten, but you know what? By God, we got to have that binder clip. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go. We're gonna go spend 10, 15 minutes wasting our time digging digging through a box because everything's been torn down now to find a a a exacto knife. So you can cut the hose. So we can cut the hose off to get the damn binder clip. <laughs> and I'm going. Are you effing kidding me, man? Yeah, that's not. Leave it, bro. Well, I mean, and you were telling me your the chosen um, mode of transportation for moving your home. Oh. And you guys decided for one reason or another to basically use a small utility trailer that one would use when very first starting their own lawn care business. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, but not we're not talking riding lawnmower. We're talking two push mowers and a handful of weed eaters. Yeah. That, that big. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how I know how big this trailer is? 
because I saw your brother pulling an engine block down Santa Barbara. Did you? Yeah, this morning. Did yesterday? That was yesterday. You're telling yeah. me about and that. And your dad was trailing him. Yeah. Tailing now, the only only thing on the trailer was the engine block. Yeah. And so you wasted gas in two cars. Right. Pulling one trailer with one engine block instead yep. of carpooling. Yep. Now, obviously, that Bro. wouldn't make a difference if you, but considering you, you would think since you opted to use that mode of transportation instead of spending thirty dollars on a rent a truck mm-hmm. per day. Yep. And you guys are almost three weeks into this move, moving daily. <laughs> three weeks. Every and probably day. what? Let's average eight trips a day. At least getting up, starting every day at four twenty-five. So you're probably spending twenty to thirty dollars a day in gas for two vehicles or by, more. By far. By. Far. Just to save eighty dollars on a U-Haul truck? By far, by far. It, it, it Not is, to it, mention the most valuable. What is your time worth to you? My time is worth a whole hell of a lot to me, man. But to to two retirees, you know. Uh, well, you would think uh, their uh, time was worth even more. They're they're on borrowed time. Not yeah, to be uh, not yeah, to be rude yeah, to your yeah, father, no, but no problem, bro. No problem. But you're right. It, it, it's 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 mind-boggling because. Now listen, I like things to look nice, okay? I get it. Me too. I like nice things. I like things to look nice. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man? I cannot move stuff and then have it... At new- whoa, 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 whoa! That can't go on the trailer until we wax it. And I'm going, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. We're literally cleaning... I mean, I, I, mean, I understand wiping the dust off, getting stuff cleaned up, but waxing everything waxing the ceiling fan blades and uh, uh, and microwaves and i understand and that you want to leave the house clean but you helped me when i moved out of my last house yeah. and we painted the walls and i took the um blades off the fan and painted them but yeah there's only so much you're responsible for in that situation exactly well bro let me tell you something imagine i let's see that house has got to be i don't know th- what do you think? Thirty-five hundred under air? I don't know. I've never been inside. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's anywhere between thirty-five hundred and four thousand square feet under air. Now, that house has been cleaned with an effing toothbrush, bro. Sure. From top to bottom, the walls, everything, man, everything. And I'm going. This is starting to really get ridiculous. God. Damn right. It's getting ridiculous. And I'm getting, I, 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 I'm to the point now, like like right now, I, I feel so good being here and seeing you, man, and being able to kick back because this this is this has gotten out of control. It's gotten out of hand, man. It has gotten out of hand, you know? So I'm using the soundboard that I use on Stan and Haney. Oh, right on, um, bro. To try, well, not only to play songs quickly without yeah. hearing a bunch of clicks, but yeah. also because it has a volume control on it that seems to work a little better than the one that's on Windows Media Player. Yeah. And so hopefully uh, we can uh, have some sound effects and Beautiful. things of that nature. Beautiful. Um, it's been a while since we've been together. Yes, it has, man. Um, you've had some moving going on, and we tried to get together last night and record, but yeah. I had a family emergency I had to deal with. Yes, you did. So I want to give everybody a little rim update. All right. Um, as we last heard, I was fighting to get rims for my truck. Yeah, dude. And it's been a hell of a journey, but the journey has come to a conclusion. Woo! But I want to share the journey with you all. And so that's what we are going to do. Um, 
There we go. So, as you all know, I ordered some rims, and I got the tires from a different vendor. Um, it's been so long. How? Uh, yeah. Basically, I ordered the stuff on the Tuesday. They were supposed to deliver on that Friday. Right. Um, I got my FedEx notice saying, hey, the rims are showing up today. The tires did show up. So I took my car over there, mm -hmm. dropped it off, got my mechanic's truck, drove it to the station. <laughs> and I got a call from him saying, hey, only two rims showed up. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, so I said, okay, let me call the, uh, the website and figure out what the hell is going on. So I called them up. And they explained to me that those two rims were from Orlando, that the mm -hmm. vendor only had two rims at that distribution center, and the other two were in Jacksonville, and that they were on their way down. Oh. Fine, it is what it is. Not a big deal. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I went and picked up my truck after we left the show. Um, went home. <laughs> um, that was a Friday. Yeah. Which means... The uh, rims probably won't show up until Monday. Whatever it is, what it is, not a big deal. Yeah. First world problems. So I wake up Monday. I, I get the notification that they are in route. They will be delivered there that day. The last one's delivered around 11 a.m., so let's do the math. Yeah. They're on the FedEx route drop-off around 11 a.m. Took my uh, truck over there. The rim showed up. Sweet. Yeah. Still. So we take one rim off, we take one tire off. Uh-oh. And luckily, my mechanic had the foresight to just go ahead and pop the rim up on the hub without putting the tires on it. Yeah. And it didn't fit. Oh, the, man. Uh, the hole in the center of the rim, basically on your on your rotor and on your drum, actually yeah. not even on the drum, but on rotors, you have the center, uh, the hub-centric ring mm -hmm. that your rim sits on yep. to make sure that it's centered before you lock down your lugs. Absolutely. Well, that hub-centric ring did not fit through the center of the rim. Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. Dude. So I called him up. I said, hey, on your website, it says if I order these over the phone, they're guaranteed to fit. Well, I ordered them over the phone. Apparently, they're guaranteed to fit, but not the first time. What do we need to do? Uh, well, uh, let me uh, see, sir. Let's see. Uh, let me put you on hold. I'll call you. Uh, actually, let me call you back. And so they called me back. Yeah, the manager found the, the set that fit. They're the same exact rims, just a different model number. <laughs> Okay, well, I got some baloney skins on my uh, rims I have now. They're 16s. I got some 17-inch mm -hmm. tires here. I need tires. I need my rims. Can you overnight them for me, please? Exactly. Absolutely. This is our fault. We want to make a good, fantastic, thank you, great. <laughs> so later, um, I get a, sometime at 3 in the morning, an, an email was generated that the order had been approved and that the rims were going to be sent out. But I noticed that the shipping address on the order form was at my house. No. And not the shop that the other rims were delivered to and that didn't fit. Oh. Well, obviously, I wasn't up at 3 a.m. Hell no. But when I did get up at 5.30 a.m., I saw the email. And, of course, their phones don't open until 8 a.m., which really ain't bad they're in Cal Actually, no, yeah. they're, they're not in California. They're in, they're in Florida. So, eight, anyhow, 8 a.m. Called him up, said, hey, here's the deal. I got your confirmation. It says that they are shipping to my address. They are not to ship to my address. They need to go to my mechanic, so that's where my tires are at. Right. Okay, hold on, sir. Can I get the order number? Yes, you can. Give me the order number. Hold on. Come back. We had a little bit of a confrontation, but I can't remember what was said, but it came down to, 
don't worry about what that email said. That's just a confirmation. Your rims will, in fact, deliver to the same location that the original set did. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Yeah. So I... Uh, Everything's golden at this point. Yep, so this is Monday. Okay, well, the last two sets of rims that delivered, delivered at 11 o'clock. So I'm just going to go ahead and drop my truck off here at 11 o'clock. Hell yeah. Get my buddy's old beater truck, drive it to the station, and wait. Yep. Show starts at 2, nothing. Mm -hmm. No call. Nothing. Fast forward to 5.15. Yo, man, we're closing up shop. I haven't seen the rims yet. Nothing. What the hell? So I actually tweeted the website and included at FedEx.com in the uh, tweet. Mm -hmm. And out of the two, FedEx is the only one that got back to me. They sent me a private message said, hey, what's the tracking number? Let's see what we can find out. Yeah, exactly. So I gave it to them. like, well, not a problem. They were, they were delivered at 5.12. Uh, what address? Cape Coral or Fort Myers? Cape Coral. Yeah, that's my house. Oh, bro. So this is Monday. The second time I dropped off my truck, the second time I borrowed someone else's vehicle, right, yep. the second time I had to drive to North Fort Myers to exchange the vehicle for my truck, all that hassle, man. second time of risking driving someone else's car in snowbird traffic, the risk of someone else driving my car in snowbird traffic. Yeah, yeah. That is what it is. So I go home, and I pull up, and there they are. In all their glory, sitting on my front porch in their white retail boxes, saying Are the name brand, me? saying the size 17-inch rim, stacked up in my front door. Are you kidding me, man? For all the porch pirates to see. Especially now, Timmy and his buddies down the street. Now, this wouldn't be a big deal, except for the fact that the rims that showed up at the correct location, in a secured location, Absolutely. in the lobby of a mechanic shop, yeah. The white retail boxes were shipped two at a time in a blank, brown, nondescript box so that if you saw this box, it could be a box of pillows, it, it could be a be box of old shoes anything. for the Salvation yeah, Army. Absolutely. So when it's delivered to a secure lobby in an open facility like a business, they're in a nondescript box. But when they're left on my front porch for the world to see, they're in all four individual boxes with the name brand, the size. Oh my gosh, man. And the other occupants in my home could not lift these rims because they're heavy. <laughs> and so she was basically pacing back and forth watching oh. the security cameras to make sure no one stole my rims before I got home. Bro. Whatever, I got them now. Let's just move on with our lives. Yeah, right. Woo. So I get up in the morning. Yeah. Throw the rims in the back of my truck. Yep. Head on down to the mechanic shop for the third time. <laughs> and uh, get there early. They have somebody up on the rack to get their tires mounted, mounted and balanced great. Mm-hmm. Throw my truck up on the rack, take the rim off, throw the rim up there, and it fits in all its glory. These are actually the universal rim. My hub-centric ring is the exact same size as the hub-centric hole in the middle of the rim, but ah. it also came with two downsizers so that if you're putting these on a truck with a smaller ring, Absolutely. they actually have the universal rings to make them fit. They have the adapters Which there. I'll probably just sell on eBay. There you go. Uh, but anyhow... <laughs> Now, here's the, here's the thing. With modern-day car, as you guys know, you have your air pressure sensor gauges. Yep. So when your tire pressure gets low, your dashboard. Well, if you ever wondered how that technology works, I can tell you. It works kind of using a proprietary automotive version of Wi-Fi. Uh, like a Bluetooth? Not Bluetooth or even infrared. Okay. Basically, inside the hub, right. on the back of your stem, mm -hmm. is a device about the size of a concave box of Tic Tacs. Okay, right on. With a small battery in it to provide power. Mm -hmm. And obviously with air sensors and pressure sensors so that when the tire pressure gets below X number, it sends the mm -hmm. signal to your dashboard, yep. which rim, which tire. Well, we had to put those in my new rim. 
which means we had to take the old tire off the old rim, pull those out, put those on the new rim, then put the new tires on the new rim. Right. Go that through that whole procedure. The thing looks beautiful. Great. Let's get to it. Let's three more yeah. to go. Boom, boom, boom. Bust out two more down the last tire. Right on. Put the rim on the machine. Yep. Now, for those of you who never uh, been in a mechanic shop, modern day mechanic shops are primarily made up of all pneumatic machines. Oh, absolutely. With the exception of the uh, tire b uh, rotation, I mean the tire balance machine. Right. And the um, alignment machine. Those run off computer yeah, and electric. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the machine that holds the rim, that mounts the tire to the rim, runs off of air. Yep. All the air tools, such as the woof, woof, oh yeah, the impact tools, run off of air. Yep, all your pneumatic tools. So he starts to put on the tire and. No way, bro. Air compressor goes. Air compressor went out. No worries, we got a backup. Sweet. Kicking on. Now the problem with backup devices are they never get used, and so the backup comes on. They're not Gets up to about ten pounds. So now my truck's up on a rack with three oh, tires on it. All the other tires are taken off the rims because we had to get the air pressure sensors out of the old rims to put in the new rims. So it's oh. not like I can just throw on one of the old tires and go about my day. Right, yeah. No, there's no way. And so now I'm I'm stranded. Dude. And this is a Tuesday morning. I have computer jobs i got to get to. Not to yeah. mention our radio station i got to get Absolutely. to. Absolutely. So I stand around there for an hour, and the air pump guy shows up, and he's back there working on it. And I look at my mechanics and give me your keys. Hey, I got to go, bro. So for the third time in one, two, in five days, I'm driving someone else's truck during snowbird season oh, to get to my, my job. Gosh. And luckily, I go and do a few jobs. And I text him, how's the air compressor coming? He sent me a yeah. picture of my truck out in the parking lot. I said, sweet, I'll come <laughs> pick it up. And so at that point, I was done. I'm like, it's over You're with. Burnt, man. I'm You're good. Cooked. Yeah. Not done in a bad way, but done. Yeah. Finally, this this nonsense is over. Right. Because when the air compressor went out, we just laughed. Because oh, at that point, you have two options. Laugh or cry. And yeah. I'm not going to cry in public. Yeah, you got to laugh. I say yeah, that shit when I'm laugh. alone in my car. But <laughs> So anyhow, I go pick up my truck, and I go on with my day. The following morning, I get an email from the website who sent the rims. Hey, just yeah. to give you a heads up, we changed the, the address on FedEx. has been updated. You'll get the rims delivered. I reply back. Thank you very much. The rims are on my truck. They look great. Right. However, the rims were not sent to my mechanic shop. They were left on my front porch in the right. retail boxes, blah, 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 blah. Damn right, man. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Now they try to F with me a bit. Do they now? They reply with no word, no text, just a copy of the invoice uh -huh. showing the shipping and the billing address and the shipping address being my mechanic shop. Right. So I replied back. Now, keep in mind, with my Gmail account, when you email me, it shows, because of my YouTube channel, yeah. it shows D-Train at 96K-Rock, and it shows my thumbnail picture with me and a microphone. Absolutely. And so they probably know at this point what I do. And so I replied back, thanks so much. That's great. Doesn't change the fact that they were dropped they, off on my yeah, front porch on my in the front. retail box, and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. No worries. They're on my truck. I'm moving on with my life. Thank Damn you right. very much. Have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. But then I couldn't stop there. No, I know you, bro, bro. So I replied to another email. By the way, thanks for two episodes worth of content and two podcasts worth of content. Yeah. Have a nice day. So this Monday, I get an email back from them. We take 
our customer service very, very seriously. Pride, pride and pleasure in our We want to refund ability. you $70. How does that sound? Really? Sounds great. Thank you so much. Boom. So finally it's done and over with. Have you got the 70 bucks yet? Yeah. That's okay. all taken care of. All right, of. good. But when we did have the rims off, we discovered that my brake pads need to be replaced. <laughs> which ain't a big deal. I mean, no, I'm, I'm a 40, almost a 40-year-old man. I know how to change brakes. Yep. But this is where the truck earns some extra cool points. I have never seen this on a car. I'm sure they're making their rounds. But my calipers now, they have an opening on the outside of them. You, you don't have to take the caliper off the rotor anymore. What? Okay, so picture your caliper on the side where the rotor goes through. It's kind of like just picture a yeah. big block. Yeah, I see. There's a two horizontal pins with two wires holding them in place. You take the wires out of the holes that run through the pins. Right. Take your hammer, tap the pins out, pull them out. The brake pads pull out of the opening. Then you t well, before you pull them out, you take your yeah. screwdrivers, you open up your yeah, caliper. Yeah, yeah, you gotta they press them They slide out. out. You put the new ones back in. You hammer the pins back right. in. Put the retention clips back, back in. in. Done. Done. It takes longer to get the t car jacked up, get the tire, tire off the off. rim, than it does actually change the brake pads. I'll be damn, man. Super awesome. You think so, that's on all new vehicles, I guess? Or is this new Toyotas anyhow? That's what I'll say. Is this strictly probably a Toyota thing? No, I, you know, I don't think they're on my old Tacoma. I had a, the, the 14, and now I got the 16, so. Wow, And man. it's a base model Tacoma. The rear brakes are drums, so I'm sure if you have a newer Tacoma yeah. with with uh, rotors all the way around, you're, you're good to go. You got rotors all the way around on this No, thing, I got drums you? in the back. Really? I don't know why you would think it would why be more expensive to make drums than the rotors, but on base model cars, even nowadays, they seem to put drums in the back. I, you know what? I, for the life of me, I thought everything was was four-wheel disc. Nope. Everything. I changed the brakes on someone's Camry about five years ago, and their rear, rear their rear brakes were drums. Were drums. Wow. My, my 05 Colorado rear brakes were drums. Right, right. See, I haven't gotten a tax bracket high my, enough to my, buy cars yeah. that have well, yeah. all-around rotors. My, my uh, Dodge Dakota rear uh, drums in the rear. So. So. Uh, wow, bro. But, it's amazing what a nice set of tires and rims do to change the appearance of a base model truck. Now, the benefit of a base model truck, mind your truck, you... Real quick, your truck's looking sharp, bro. It's damn near murdered out. Yeah, I love it, man. But the reason it's murdered out is because it's the base model. and the base model, they don't put the fancy chrome bumpers. I know. And they don't put yeah. all the fancy chrome trim. Yep. And so I got the black matching bumper to the black matching paint. And so, only thing that really is not black on my truck is the Toyota logo on the grill, mm -hmm. and the white beauty stripe going down the line of the fenders. Right. Yeah. The, and the, the uh, and my headlights and brake lights, but everything else is black. Yeah, it looks sweet, man. That that is, you know, I'm telling you, man, that's got to be one of the sweetest looking trucks I've seen out there on the road, man. It it looks nice. Now, Toyota, it, the Chrome package comes with the TRD correct is that well is that's that the toyota the, racing that's the yeah the racing development no you can get like the slt or well, EXT you can get the chrome you can get the chrome on basically any if you wanted any it, yeah. tacoma that's not the base model right right because those are all things that they to save the yeah. price just like on mine i don't know why they they deleted the key fob which drives me nuts now i gotta go drop 130 bucks on a key fob yeah and i lost my cruise control which is a but, huge Thing. You got a GoPro. Uh, yeah, I got the uh, fancy GoPro mount. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I saw I that. I bet you it's... if you bought the high-end version, they probably came with a GoPro, but mine clearly, with it being a base model, right. did not. So, but you got the mount. Got the mount. You got the mount. It's right there, man. That was one of the first things I noticed on your truck. I was like, what? Well, the, my old one like, had it, too. Did you put that up there? Oh, did it really? Yeah, my white Tacoma had one, too. 
I didn't, I never noticed it on your white one. I just noticed when I got in, into your new truck, I was like sitting there, and the first thing that caught my eyes was I was like, is that a GoPro mountain? You're like, yeah, man. I was like. Well, that's because Toyota why? sponsors Nitro Circus. They uh, were for a while, and all those guys. Uh, okay. And a lot of people use the higher-end Tacomas for off-road racing. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I get that. Wow, dude. Hey, bro, I'll tell you. You, there is no doubt, man. Your truck is definitely murdered out, man. I think it looks so sweet right now, man. Volkswagen is too, almost. Bro, another. Except for it has uh, the chrome. It has the chrome striping. Bro, I, I'm coming down the street and. Which house is yours? The one with the yeah, murder scene in the driveway. Yeah, yeah, that one is blacked out, dog. You know, don't even come over here, man. I dig that. I dig well, that. we are going to uh, take a little break. Um, we'll come back momentarily, yeah. and we'll get started with the show. All right. Spam was introduced by Hormel in 1937. The product was intended to increase the sales of pork shoulder, which wasn't very popular at the time. Hormel claims the meaning of the name is known only by a small circle of former Hormel food executives, but popular beliefs are that the name is an abbreviation for spiced ham, spare meat, or shoulder of pork and ham. Another popular explanation is Spam is actually an acronym standing for specially processed army meat. Due to the difficulties of delivering fresh meat to the front during World War II, Spam became an ubiquitous part of the United States soldier's diet. Some jokingly referred to Spam as ham that didn't pass its physical or meatloaf without basic training. By the war's end, over 150 pounds of Spam had been purchased by the United States military. During World War II and the occupations that followed, Spam was introduced into Guam, Hawaii, Okinawa, and the Philippines as well as other islands in the Pacific. As consequences of World War II's rationing in the Lend-Lease Act, Spam also gained prominence in the United Kingdom. In addition to increasing production for the United Kingdom, Hormel also expanded output as part of the Allies' aid to the similarly beleaguered Soviet Union. Nikita Khrushchev once declared, without Spam, we wouldn't have been able to feed our army. Throughout the war, countries ravaged by conflict and faced with strict food rationings came to appreciate the value of Spam. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Waterman and D-Train show. Broadcasting from beautiful. This this box next to the toilet, like I've been told. From Cape Coral, Florida and Studio 2B. It's the Waterman and D-Train show. What's up, bro? I did a better job. Yeah, you did, man. I'm just, you know, I kind of got thrown off a bit. Just, just, I mean, I, I've got ADHD or ADD or whatever they even want to call it. Never been medicated for it. I've self-medicated, obviously. Too much. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, when I say when I did it, it sounds better, that means you're listening to this out of order somehow. Yeah. So uh, rewind this and go back to the beginning. <laughs> rewind and go back to the beginning, man? Seriously? I'm saying if you're listening to this yeah. and you don't understand what I meant oh. by saying I did it better, that See? means they didn't hear when I did it yeah, a half did. hour they ago. Yeah, you did. do it better. Damn it, man. So they should be rewinding because they're not listening to this at the proper sequence. <laughs> All right, I got you. I got you. I'm just, yeah, I got you. I got you. No, I, just, I was thrown off there because all I've been seeing pictures of, bro, D-Train, all I've been seeing pictures of are people posting pictures on Facebook and, and all the social media websites of this condom snorting stuff. Mm-hmm. And now, 
deviated deviated septums, septums. Okay. Typically happen, I guess, with a lot of uh, drug abuse. Am I, am I mistaken on that? Yeah, but you don't need deviated septum. You never, as a child, started laughing and snorted spaghetti out, out through your throat, not your nose, by laughing too yeah, hard. Yeah, you know, I guess I have. You know, I guess I have. I mean, I can't really recall, but I'm sure it's happened. But but this this lubed <laughs> uh, uh, condom well, stuff. What the hell is that? What, what, what do you, I mean, Be, I, somebody somebody did it who thought it would be funny to put it on YouTube. And the funny right. thing is, is you, if you get more than two people to do something on YouTube, the media and Facebook right. and Twitter, well, let's be honest. With all the Facebook accounts and all the Twitter accounts, as we've said in the past, basically people are running their own underground magazine. Absolutely. And they need content to get likes and clicks. The news media have nothing better to talk about because they don't want to talk about what's really going on in the no, world. No, they don't. And so they say, well, hey, this is trending. Oh, my God. This is an epidemic. Yeah. yeah. Let's get all these experts on here to talk about how dangerous it is to snort coke. Snort coke. <coughs> snort condoms through yeah. your nose. Well, it is dangerous, kids. Don't snort coke. I'm just glad these kids haven't discovered what elevators are. Whoa, dude. All right. Okay. Now, now you've really got my damn attention. But man. I can't go into it because I don't want them to learn what it is and be responsible for the ec- epidemic of people. All right. Okay. Well, can you tell me when we get off air? Sure. All right. Because I would love to know because I might try it. Well, you're from California. You may know it as the breathing game. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. A free way to catch a buzz. That's all you got to say, my man. That's all. So you got anyhow, to say. we opened the show earlier with a yeah. little gym, a little, a little gym. Yeah, gym. Gym's the word I'm it looking is, for. Man. I think it's. I think it's a quite catchy here we go so you recorded this about a few weeks ago and we were going to talk about this after the world premiere on the stan and haney show two fridays ago but we didn't have we didn't well we're we're behind on our podcast yeah we're one behind and so we lost our momentum off of the momentum created by this epic release bro so, was this your first time ever recording in a recording studio outside of the radio station? Um, in a professional quality environment, yes. Now, me and Mark back in the day, um, for, for those of you, uh, Mr. Mark Haney from the Stan and Haney Show. Uh, back in the day, Tommy used to have a studio, and this thing was damn near professionally set up man like he really went out of his way man and took his whole home and like the bathroom you'd go to the bathroom man there'd be all all the cables running into the bathroom for guitar solos you know mm-hmm. um randy we used to have like a makeshift drum room with a wall with a little window we made like a little like sure. a part, like a partition with a little glass window so you know you can get the good sounds and um and that was as professional as i got to that point now, this place that we went to, um, I'm sure I'm allowed to say the name. Why not? I'm going to I'm I'm give them a plug, man. The vibe, dude. Those guys, Charlie and the guys over there, are, are top-notch, man. Top-notch. Now, I may be biased, but um, Haney, yourself, and Randy have been getting a lot of love on the air. Who the hell was the bass player? No one has given the bass player any love. I believe if I... Now, you guys wanted me to go, but I I had family in town, and I I have never played the song, and I wasn't ready to go record a song I never played because I'm not that good of a bass player. So who is the bass player? This guy, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, because I I met him briefly because it was kind of like, hey, this is so-and-so. His name was Doug. Uh, I don't know his last name. 
Um, his name was Doug, man. This guy came in, and when he when he heard what was going on, he kind of chuckled, man. He looked at me and was like, you know, he was like, hey, man, that's pretty catchy. And I said, I wrote that 18 years ago. And, and I wrote that at Tommy's old place, and I was totally loaded and wasted at the time that I wrote it, you know. Mm-hmm. Because what the original lyrics didn't have what in there. It had a cuss word. And, you know, you can all figure that out by just listening to the tune. But this professional studio, bro, was so rad, man. Uh, the booths, they, they've got, it's, it's like, and what's funny about it is it's right next door to the, the self-defense place that I had gone to. New World yeah, Fitness yeah, New World and Fitness. something or other. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. New World Fitness and... Defense. Yeah, New World Defense and Fitness. They yeah, teach Krav Maga, and um, they, I think they also do similar to. Um, so I, I go to the gym it's four a lot of a week. Cro- I should know this. Um, they do all kinds of cross training. Yeah, CrossFit. And, yeah, that's CrossFit. The word I'm yeah, CrossFit, cross training. It was right next door to this place, and uh, they've got man, they've got this huge. It's it's a gigantic warehouse, man. That they've. Excuse me. They've a gigantic warehouse that they have. Uh, 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 they rent out practice rooms. I think there's. 12 practice rooms in there so there's a lot of bands there's a lot of activity going on <coughs> they've got um two recording studios they got studio like 1a and studio 2b now we were in the main studio 1a and this place i was looking around at this thing and i'm going this is badass man. yeah you know and then i go into the engineering and i'm like Look at this board, man. You know, this this stuff is kick ass, man. Let's do this. Now, next thing I know, we go in. Uh, I'm, in I'm in the break room. There's people. Uh, they, they, they've got, uh, they're making vodkas, vodka drinks and stuff. And I was like, right on, right on. I'm going to, you know, steer clear of that right now. And uh, next thing I know, Charlie, the guy that uh, owns the place, comes into engineering, and he has this big bucket full of of like one one hit fireballs, man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So everybody grabbed one. Obviously, everybody did, and I was like, "All right, I'll," you know, and I'm nervous because uh, seriously, I was, I was, I was nervous because this is, it's like. The pressure, it's not free. It's not free, and the pressure that that I, you know, once I stepped in, you know, stepped into this place, I was like, okay, here we go, let's get it done. And you get that that just, you know, it's I don't know, probably like jumping out of an airplane. You talk about it, you talk about it, you talk about it. You get up in the air, the the butterflies start flying. Then it's like, you got, you know, there's only one way that you're getting to the ground, buddy, and you got to jump. And you know, and it's funny you mention that because. Growing up as a skateboarder and a snowboarder and a surfer, and growing up in the '90s when uh, everything was extreme, yeah, extreme, yeah, base jump, base jump, extreme. Um, people were base jumping off of everything, uh, yes, jumping off of planes, a lot of skydiving, and and I always said I wanted to do that. <laughs> right. Well, a few years ago, some friends came down from Jersey and they were considering doing that, and so it became a real question of would I jump out of a plane? Right. Would I pay money to jump, jump out, out of a plane? plane. Now at 18, 19, 20, probably yes, but now yeah. 
I got a business. I got a business right. partner. I got people re- relying on me. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't make that decision, and we didn't end up going. And now that decision has come back around with my World War II. Um, I was at an air show last, well, sometime yeah, a huh. few months back, and um, they had a plane fly over, and they actually had guys jumping out in a World War II authentic airborne uniforms, both American and British. Wow. And they were doing the static jumping on the lines, 12 men to a stick. Wow. And as soon as they hit the ground, my guys with our tanks, we kicked off and started the yeah, reenactment because exactly. they're, they're, they're hitting the ground. They're, they're truly real parachutists. Mm-hmm. They weren't participating in the, their part was jumping out of the planes. Now they got to okay, collect their I gear, gotcha. take care of their the legitimate yeah. life-saving equipment and, and get it out of there. But anyhow, after the air show, we talked to those guys and they are looking for recruits. Get and out. All you need is a uniform and 350 bucks. Get out of here. And they train in Florida, and I can travel around with them to air shows. But once again, can I bring myself to jump out of that plane? Now, yeah. it is a little safer because it's static. It takes the human air out of it as far as pulling the cord. Yep. Because as soon as you jump out of the plane, the parachute's pulled out, and you're, you're aloft. Yeah. And you do have the backup pack. And so I've been considering, but I just don't really? know because of all the people who rely on me. I just don't know if I can bring myself to do it. I, 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 I've talked about Haney it. Haney told me not to do it. Stan said do it. Haney's like, no, there's yeah, no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Haney tells me not to do a lot of things, and I end up doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, sometimes doing it anyways. But that's pretty cool, man. But, but well, that's what well, the studio was like. Sure. It, it, that's You know what I'm saying? That's what the studio was like. It was, it was that kind of pressure where mm-hmm. it's, you know... You're here for business, and you're here to and take care of it. And, and get it you're done. here because it's a your song. Damn right. Your lyrics. Yep. It, your it, lead guitar. Everything. It's like it's like something. And so you can't phone it in. You're basically no. running the show for all intents and purposes. No. And they're all looking at me. Is that sound good? Is that sound all right? Yeah. You know that's cool. And you guys had no practice. You guys didn't get together and work the beats out. You Bro, guys didn't do anything. I'm gonna be honest with you. We had one, one practice. Um, I, I think it was a day or two before, and I timed it, 12 minutes. I was going to say, I thought it got canceled. We did cancel at first, yeah. and, and then we did get together, and we only we only, we only practiced. It was almost just sort of a, a like, just to kind of, everybody kind of get together and kind of hang out for a second, yeah. just to catch a vibe, you know? And <clears throat> the only time I've seen Randy really is when he stops to buy the station, Sure, you know? And... I haven't really seen Randy outside of the station in in a long time, but we got there, man, and I and I'm telling you, uh, we still had an hour on the clock. Yep. You know that we uh, that I, I kind of feel bummed now because it's like I had a few more things that I kind of wanted to get get down. You know, Haney comes in, he does his leads, you know, and and I know, man, you know, like you say, you know, your time is precious, so he comes in. He's listening, and he knows exactly. He's heard the song before. He knows exactly what he's doing. He cuts the leads. He cuts, I think he did, I'm going to say four takes mm-hmm. on the lead. And I liked all four of them. And we ended up dubbing some over. Sure. You know, and then I went into engineering, and I sat in there with, with uh, the guys. Me and Randy did. And just kind of overlooked the mix. And then the original vocals... We ended up obviously recutting. I went back into the booth and cut the vocals again and cut them again and cut them again. And I spent another 45 minutes 
believe it or not, for a two minute and 12 second song, there's 45 minutes worth oh, of... Oh, it's a process. That's of, why recording, yeah. uh, recording time is so expensive. Of vocal tracks, exactly, man. And I was stoked with the final product. I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 because all you guys got to hear it. And on that Friday, I didn't, I didn't know anything and I haven't even heard it. And then when I heard it, man, I was like, holy S man, this is, this is, this is badass. You know, I was like, I think personally, I thought it came out pretty good, man. And, and I cannot wait for further things to come along with this. Cause I, I've got I've quite a few more tracks in my mind, but I'm going to be honest with you. People are wanting, they want to see you live. Huh. People were asking, do you want, the, why don't you have the, have, open up for Fozzie just for the hell of it, man, you know, like try to get like just a couple songs in, you know, and I was like, I would love to, I think it'd be fun, but once again, logistics, you don't have a band. and I don't have a <laughs> band, and you know, I mean, I've got guys to play, and I, I'm sure Randy would probably, but you know, I, I, you know, I need a, you know, I need a band, I need more, more people to get behind, so hopefully in the future, um, everybody out there will get a chance to see us play uh, a few songs live, man, and have some fun with it, you know? I was pretty stoked, but the whole process, the whole recording process, man, Sure. I love that. I love that shit. I'm sorry, I said it, but I love it, man. It is, it, it, the environment is, is wide open. Now, what I did notice, what I did notice is mm -hmm. the later it got, the more intense it got. It's because people are tired. They want to get the crap over with and go home. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. It's not just that, my friend. Different groups of people make their way in. Oh, I gotcha. All right. So, this group of rappers shows up. Well, it's funny because the song I'm playing in the background I recorded in 1999 in a place yeah. in Columbus, Ohio and Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony was recording there that same day. Wow. So yes, you will run into your uh, yeah. So, so other genres when you're at the recording. Oh, studio. absolutely. And they were sitting there, and they came into the, the studio, you know, one A, and I'm I'm sitting on the couch and kind of listening to the dubs, and I was like, you know, I'm getting down, I'm getting down. They come, you know, barreling in, you know, and introduced uh, to everybody. I wish I could remember all their names, man, but um, they were listening and they were listening to the, to the song, you know, El Camino, man. And they looked over and they're like, and they looked at the engineer and they're like, "Who's that, man? Who's that?" And the dude spun around in his chair, and pointed, and he goes, "It's that dude's song right there. It's the Waterman's song right there." And they looked over at me and they were kind of like, they were just like, "That's you, man. That's you." And I was like, "Yeah, bro. I was like, that, that, that's me, man." And they were like, that, "That's that's pretty catchy, man. I like that." And I was like, "Really?" I, was, I wasn't expecting that. And they were like, man, you know, may, maybe we'll have you come in and do something with us one time, you know? And I'm serious, man. And I started chuckling. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, anytime, anytime. But that whole that whole experience, man, phenomenal. When you guys just overdubbed that what part, how many people were saying what on that? That, that was me, Haney, and Randy. Because on mine, now... When I recorded mine back in the day, we were doing it to, I think, analog. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a part in mine where we all yell, hell yeah. And I think we got like seven people in the uh, uh, recording right. booth at the same exact time 
to just scream hell yeah once. Right, right. No, that was just us, and I believe, you know, overlaid, obviously, I believe, you know. Um, I, I'm curious also, because I haven't, I haven't had a chance to speak with Randy um, since the, the day he came by the studio, but I'm curious, uh, what, there's that one verse in there. Uh, Hold on a second. This is you guys. No one hear the hell yeah real quick. Turn it up. The Constitution doesn't Next, the next uh, verse. Let it play for a minute, man. I'm jamming. It's, it's like 20 years old. I was like 18. I love it, man. Yeah, we had like nine people just to get that one hell yeah. yeah. It's amazing what it takes. It really, seriously. I mean, yeah, you can you, overdub you, it, but been. it sounds flat and sounds hollow. Yeah. It just sounds better to have as many a-holes as you can squeeze into a recording oh, absolutely, booth one man. time to scream hell yeah absolutely absolutely and like i said it, the whole process and with the way it is now you know it's not like you have to sit there and like you say analog and cut tape you know real real tape and splice and all that well, I, mean, I mean we it, had it, tracks it, back it, then but it, it it still wasn't done right on a computer where you can just copy yeah, paste delete make a new make a new track and then do a repair transit on it and yeah it's not compress it, it down and call it done it, it was a hell of a lot more effort you can add more reverb take reverb out add you know it was just more time consuming and back then i mean it was 500 dollars an hour and so to, to cut mm -hmm. a demo tape back then it was quite a feat whereas now you just need a couple you know a quiet room and a laptop and yeah. you're done and you can sit there and tear it up man it, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I was super stoked. I was super stoked with the outcome. I mean, I, I've I've got the the CD, <laughs> which you know I don't have Bluetooth in the ride, so I can't stream it. And if you want to hear the song without us yapping over it, yeah. um, just go to standinhaney.com, um, click on the Waterman and D Train logo. Or you can go to d-410.com, click on the Waterman and D-Train Show logo. Yeah, man. You'll see the YouTube video on there. You can also download the song if you want it. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel. And while we're on the subject, if you just want to make a note, um, we post on Facebook. We try to record on Saturdays if we're recording on Saturday. Obviously, today's mm -hmm. Sunday and people are watching Walking Dead right now. <laughs> but um, if you want to call us in the future... The number is 352-888-5573. That's 352-888-5573. Um, just keep an eye out on our Facebook and Twitter feeds, yeah. and you'll see when we want to talk. Give and, us a uh, ring, us a call. man. We want to hear from you. Absolutely, we want to hear from you. Russell, so you fancy yourself a Pantera over Superfan, right? Uh, yeah, bro, back in the day, that was the first show. be honest with you, that was the first show. Now, my father was in show business his entire life, and, and I got the experience the movie aspect but as far as, as music that was the first show I was ever able to work and that was in 96 okay finish this lyric alright or tell me what song it's from alright almost every day I see the same face on broken picture tubes it fits the attitude almost every day I'm broken no wait damn dude 
I know those lyrics, dude. I just can't picture the name of the damn song, the title of the song. No, it wouldn't be. Uh, it's not Cemetery Gates. Oh, come on, man. The truth and right and wrong, the boundaries of the law. You seem to miss the point. Arresting for a joint. Same song, second verse. I think. I think. I think those people, the real Pantera fans, are you know they're thinking um, that I'm not a Pantera fan, and, thinking, and I am, uh, man. But I'm just. I'm, they're I'm, thinking. Oh, shut up, man! Why you gotta pull that out on me, man? Whoa! Double oh, time. Oh, it's in loop mode. Oh, that, that's that's just great. Oh, it's still in loop mode. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, I am a Pantera fan, man. It's just been. It's been. But you don't know the lyrics to "Effing Hostile." Oh damn! I mean, I, I dude. went. I went right off of "Vulgar Display of Power," oh, the most God. commercially successful album of theirs. One of their. Now, granted, you're not going to hear that song on the radio because of the name of the title. I can't believe I didn't pick up on that one, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the only way, only easier I could have done on that was to go with "Walk," which would have been too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been too easy. I was watching a little video clip of them at uh, Monsters of Rock in 91. I think it's 91, 92. Um, wow, man. Full of grief, I scream at the wind. Oh, crap. Don't, I, you know what? Don't start throwing this stuff. Thought I this. heard the words of others in prison myself. The Great Southern Train Kill. No, same album. It is up there. Live in a hole. But, in it, a hole. but it is off the Great Southern Train Kill. Uh, what album is no, that? that's still a vulgar display of power. So you're still on vulgar. Yeah, see, I tried Come to make it on, easy for bro. you. Well, man, look, you're losing your credit as king of all. Oh things no, prepared. hell no, hell no. Look, let me tell you something. One of the things that disturbed me about that, uh, I, I quit listening for a little bit when, when Phil kind of had his meltdown there at um, at Dime Bash, there in Hollywood a few years back. You know, Zach Wilde, everybody, you know, they get like, you know, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters was there. I mean, they get, you know, they get the who's who of the, of the rock business there for the annual Dime Bash. And when he was on stage, and you saw the clip, right? Did you see the clip? You know what I'm talking about? Where he did the whole white power thing. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, he does his arm just like, yeah. you know, and he supposedly at first blamed that on white wine something stupid something real dumb and you know that hurt that guy bad oh, sure dude it hurt phil's cred real bad not that his cred while. was you know stellar anyhow well man no he he was uh dude that guy man man those dime and rex and vinnie and paul for what a hell of a group and this rumor stuff going around of of having a, a little reunion show of Vinny and, and Phil making up, that's a bunch of BS, man. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And it shouldn't happen because Dimebag is dead, man. In fact, uh, what, what uh, by, kind of by one of your hometowns there in Columbus, Ohio, right? You lived there? Columbus, for, Ohio, Al Rosa Villa. Yeah. You played a show there, didn't you? That's where I learned how to... That's, where my band started. I mean, I played probably... That's where we played open for Zach Wild at. Um, the Snowblind, right? Yeah. I used to go see shows there. I saw... I, and for those of you living in Fort Myers, uh, the Al Rosa Villa is about the size of the Buddha. Um, I saw Limp Biscuit open up for Corn there. So if you can imagine seeing Limp Biscuit and Corn playing at the Buddha. Jacksonville guys. Um, 
I've seen so many bands. There are has-beens and has-nots, but that's yeah. where yeah, that's where we started, and uh, saw you know because the nice thing nice thing about Al Rosa is you only had to be 16 to get in. Right. And so when we were in high school, you know, we'd just go watch local bands and just bands on rotation, you know, regional bands and all that. And so. I mean, long before I got into working in radio, I had already been to hundreds of concerts. Right, I mean, it was nothing new for me. I mean, yeah. I played probably ten. And yeah. um, and I I got to say, and, and that's one of the things I think people they they have an idea of what it's like backstage. And me and you have been backstage countless at hundreds of shows. Okay, you know, backstage is great and all. It's cool. I think the only thing I dig about is the fact that I'm not standing in line to take a leak, man. Huh. You yeah. Know? You know Access what I'm saying? to a halfway decent portal that's <laughs> yeah, pretty nice. Exactly. Other than that, it's not all what it's cracked up to be. Not anymore, by any chance. You know, I'm sure there are some Everybody's shows. on their tour buses. You're just in everybody's way. The roadie's yep. trying to get equipment in and out. Exactly. If it's outdoor show, it's hot. If it's an indoor show, you're in cramped back quarters. Exactly. It stinks. You can't see the show. You can't hear anything. All you hear is the bass and the drum and people moving around. And you're basically... If, waiting for an interview or... And if you're a hardcore fan, you're missing the show going on out on stage. Yeah. And Maybe if you're yeah. lucky, you'll catch a glimpse of them walking through a door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember, I can't remember the band, but I remember one of the shows, I'm, I'm looking over, we're all, me and you were hanging out, and uh, and I remember looking over, and the guys, literally, they had like, like a whole gym sitting there yeah. underneath the tent, and they're just, I mean. Yeah, they're doing crunches and bench presses. Yeah. For hours oh, who the hell was that? That, hours. that band was actually making a good name for themselves. I just can't remember who, who the hell it was. It wasn't. I know. I know for sure. Don't. I know for sure it wasn't uh, Avatar. I think it, uh, Breaking Benjamin. Oh man. I'll find out. Hold on. I'm trying to find the lineup for 2017. Reds, not Red Sun Rising. No. Um. I'm just going through some of the names of some of the... I'll have to go out in the garage and look on the wall. Oh, hold on. <laughs> go out to the garage, check out the wall. I'll tell you, I was stoked. No, they were making a big name for themselves. <laughs> but the those, uh, but young those... kids were like... High, was that, I think... Highly Suspect? No. It may have been. Because, I mean, I remember... I remember I, I kind of was chuckling because, you know, that's when... Um, we were having a lot of the fans doing meet and greets and stuff with with some of the band members, certain bands and stuff, and looking over and going, man, these dudes are like really getting it, and good God, they're just they're just out there just getting yoked, man. Like I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if they're just doing this all the time. You know what the hell are they talking about on the tour bus, man? Oh, bro, man, you know, uh, you know, I, you know. Well, I mean, these cats are all young. You know, you're, you you want to stay true. fit and. Yeah. make the chicks want to do things to you. You know, that's you, true. you gotta. That's you true. can't be a blob. And what the hell? You know, that's another thing. I mean, there must be certain towns and certain atmospheres where you do run into the to the the backstage groupie girls, man. Because a lot. I mean, now I can recall in the early two thousands there was quite a few in this town. They've all but disappeared. I, I don't know. 
of anything like that happening anymore, man. It's it's just it's just the way the business is. I think it, these festivals are and single shows are highly managed. Uh, securities. I don't know anything about groupies, so I, I can't help you in that. Really? In okay. that well, aspect, but I do want to talk about rock and roll behavior, if you will. Okay, sure, man. Um, it's been a long enough time. I, the guy's not going to listen to us. I'm not worried about offending him. Right. But if you're lucky enough to win meet and greet passes mm-hmm. to meet an artist, or in this gentleman's case, to meet every artist on the lineup that day that we had access to, right? and get a meet and greet and get your photo taken with them, kind of the whole purpose of that scenario is you want to be able to show off to people you got your photo with a celebrity. Right. Or if you're not wanting to show off, you want to keep it so 20 years from now you can remember the time you met the celebrity. Right. Well, this dick was wearing a uh-oh, rubber Halloween devil head face mask in all his photos. Now, the thing is, is they a lot of these were group photos. Yeah. And so what? 10, 20 years. Hey, here's a picture yeah. of me of Fort Rock. Really? Yeah. Which one's you? Oh, I'm the guy. And sure, that's you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No, sure. See the tattoos? Yeah. It's like you're yeah, you you're got, making you, memories and you're wearing a, yeah, you gotta, a rubber pig mm-hmm. mask. That's pretty. It's st- like, what's the point? That is effing stupid, man. And, uh, and, and you don't think the band's not thinking this is. And yeah. then he started uh, harassing the chick from Motionless and White, I think it was. Or no, uh, it was Taylor. Yeah, it was pretty. Taylor. And she was getting pissed. Oh, really? Yeah, because he was all trying to grab up on her, and we basically, at that point, Not we, had to, cool, we had to kick him out. But it's like, look, man, if, if you win meet and greets or you're backstage, yeah. going back to your previous conversation, yeah. rule number one is pretend you're meant to be there. Exactly. There's kind of a, the, yeah, exactly. You don't go, you know, swinging on people's nuts. Oh, let me get, you know, pretend like you're supposed to be there, play the role, and more often than not, you, yeah, you're not sitting you'll, there screaming. You'll have a better and, job of uh, passing muster, if you will. Yeah, you're not sitting there screaming and freaking out and crying or whatever. Or, when I moved to California... Oh, Cal- my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. When I moved to California, we went down... The day I got there, the, the second day, we went down to Zuma Beach down in... Um, oh, yeah, Malibu. In Malibu, and they were filming a movie. Mm-hmm. They weren't actively filming, but the set was set up. They haven't started filming, or it was the day before or the day after. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, we just walked through the set. Absolutely. Behind, you know, walking yeah, through the parking lot. It was probably Baywatch or something. No, maybe. no. we saw up on up on the hill because Zuma Beach is in, in that's uh, Malibu. A, that's a, that's it's, in North Malibu, actually. It's, you know, it's basically the beach and then a mountain. Yep. And so up on the top were all the paparazzi. And so we walked up there and they were filming. Uh, it was um, Charlie's Angels Part 2. Ah, uh, okay. And it was actually the hot dog on the stick scene where they had a hot dog on a stick right. store on the beach which doesn't exist. So mm. they had to build one in Malibu. But yeah. It's just like, once again, you know, you just pretend Dude, like you're supposed like to you're be there. there. Yeah. We just walked through the parking lot and went about our day. We didn't, we weren't snooping around, you know, sticking our heads and things and yelling for people. Hey, where can I find Drew at? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where's, where's Cameron Go at? Go about your day. Where's Cameron at? Lucy Lou, man. Where's Lucy at, man? Yeah, it's true. You know, that's the whole thing is, is going backstage and hanging out and stuff. I, you know, I dig it. And like and when I you said, get your photo taken, take off the stupid mask. Right. Exactly. Wear your mask out. It's different if you're at a kiss show, but. I've noticed that's become a big trend in the mosh pits now, too, is wearing uh, uh, like Jason Voorhees masks. And, and 120 degree weather in yeah, Florida. Hellraiser masks and all this stuff. I wonder why you you're know? dying of overheating. It, it's like, it's like, okay, you know. 
whatever. The good old days of, of just getting out there and whipping some ass and getting your ass whipped or over, you know, it's like it, there's this all this whole fashion statement sort of thing that, you know, in, in the mosh pit, I, maybe they want to stand out. Maybe, maybe they're, you know, the bands, we're shooting a video, so we want all you to really start moshing, you know, and... Circle pits. Yeah, you know, the circle pits, and, you know, and maybe that helps that person that maybe in the future they get the DVD, well, digital, you know, it's going to be posted people, up now. People don't mosh like they did, they did back in the no. 90s. Hell um, no, man. Dude, there's no, on the stage dive and the diving into the crowd. Well, insurance, I mean, that's all. I, well, listen, listen, and you can't really blame the venue. You got to blame all the a holes who sued the venues for when they broke their arm crowd surfing. It's like you know you're. Oh, absolutely. You're you know what you're getting involved with. Absolutely, I think I think people get themselves. <sighs> Actually, lost a wallet at Newport Music Hall in Columbus from uh, crowd surfing, oh, and man. did find it. Believe it or not, get out of here. Yep. I used to cro- I crowd. What do you mean? Surf- they, what, no, but I mean, how did you? Did you like? Did you I find it? Found, on the yeah, ground? I just found it. Okay, I wasn't for sure if it was like you know. Re, you know, turned into lost and found or something. Did they even, <coughs> excuse me, add anything of that nature? But the whole thing is 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 exactly. There's a little bit of a backstage etiquette, and like I say, my favorite thing is the simple fact. I don't have to wait in line, take a leak, man. Other than that, there's not a whole lot happening. It really, they're really it, and it, it's not like it used to be. It's not the 1970s. It's not the 1980s. And a lot of people that are listening to this weren't even born then. And uh, it, it's 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 a pretty structured thing because this is where the bands are making their money now because everything is on you know YouTube. Yeah, people don't buy services. albums anymore. They're they not buy buying. singles. Yeah, they're not buying. Or albums. they don't buy it at all. They just listen to it directly off a streaming service. That's what I'm saying. So instead of spending money on music, they're spending money on data. Like the new, like the um, forget the new Judas Priest album, Firepower or whatever. Going back, you know, a ways here. Uh, you know, they released their stuff. Their, their whole album, uh, uh, a couple singles they started off on YouTube, and now the whole album's, you know, they're on YouTube. So they're not making money on their album sales. They're making money on their shows. Yeah. And That and clothing. Yeah, yeah that and merchandise. That, that and merchandise. And this is the thing that, that Metallica has done. And what Metallica has done is, I forget who, who the guy they were talking to, um, one of their longtime managers, um... They have steadily increased their ticket sales uh, for for the past five years now. Now, Metallica, as we know, had the big you know uproar with Napster. Whoops. Well, I mean and that's twenty years ago. Though. That's what I'm saying. But they had the big uproar with Napster back then, right? Yeah. And that created that whole you know file sharing and this and that. The way those guys and the way most bands nowadays make their money is touring. Mm-hmm. That's where they're making their money. And and you know what? People are paying damn good money. They're hard-earned money to go see a show. They want to see a damn good show. They don't want to see some, you know, like you say, somebody phone it in. They don't want to see anything like that. They might, you know, there's going to be radical stuff happening. They want to see a good stage show. They want lights, fire, whatever it may be, depending on the, the type of music it is or, or, you know, whatever they're listening to. They don't want to go and listen to a Kanye sit there and give a lecture at Madison Square Garden um, there's a video online with him doing that, man. That's just, it's just like, come on, bro. I didn't come, you know, I want to see the show and hear the tunes. 
I don't want to hear you spew your left or right political BS. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the tunes because that's what I jam out to on the ride. That's what I jam out to at home. But getting back to the whole main deal of the gig, and that is these bands are out there making their money on the road, man. And the backstage is not exactly what it is all cracked up to be. Plain and simple. I mean, I, I, I've, had, I've had some really good backstage experiences, especially when I first started in the business. Say you murdered Chris Elliott. What do you mean? Well, you, you shaved off your beard. You, oh, dude, I had to. Oh, you shaved off all your hair. Yeah, bro. What do you think? I think it looks better. I think you should. Did I clean up a little bit? You don't bit? look so homeless now. Uh, really? Yeah. Because I mean, I'm still kind of. Well, I'm not really homeless, but I'm you know I'm getting close. Well, just because there's a phrase called hidden homeless. Hidden homeless are people who are homeless, but they're staying with their friend's house and they have their s. They're trying to get their s together so yeah. they can like a, buy their own place. Like so, a flop house. So even if you are homeless, you don't want to look like you're homeless. You yeah. want to look like a productive member of society and play that role. So, so I so I look like a productive member of society more than you did before, dude. I was looking pretty burly, man. Yeah. Because well, you know, let me tell you something. I was gonna keep the whole thing and just keep it going, and I and I looked in the mirror the other day and. <laughs> And I scared yourself. Yeah, well, I just got out of bed and I looked and I was like, good God, man. Is that what you call getting off the floor, getting out of bed? I do sleep on the floor, bro. Quit with that, man. You know, it's all I got, man. You know, it's all I got is the damn floor. You know, hey, thank God I've, you know, I've got the the fortitude and the and, and, and the engineering skills that I have to pull couch cushions and slide them all together. Make a fort? Well, damn near what you call it. And throw it up against the wall and throw my head up against it. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's a tough business we're in, D-Train. It's a tough business. We're working hard at it. We need to get paid. We need to get, you know, I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry as hell. What you know? We, we I mean, I'm I'm just playing out damn hungry. Yeah. You know, and all the hours and things that I've done, and sometimes I don't get a, a, a not even a, 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 you know, not even a pat on the back, not even a, a plain out thank you. You know, you you know, keep keep it up, keep it up, keep doing what you know. Nope, nope. Don't hear nothing like that. Don't hear nothing like that. Nothing. And and if anybody that I know that works harder in the business, and and that's you, brother, you put so much time and effort into what you do, man. It's 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 absolutely amazing. I don't even know how you find time to even relax. I mean, what the hell do you do to relax, really? You're looking at it. <laughs> Sorry. Dude. I mean. I, I agree. See, this is this is relaxing for me, man. I mean, I haven't truly had a day off of work in almost probably a month, two months, maybe a really? month and a half. Really? I mean, I I went out and installed phones this morning, so that's working. Okay. So I had to do that. It only took an hour and a half, but that's still a day where I had to do work. You still have to get up, go. Somewhere. Then I came home and I cleaned my rims and tires. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Then I mowed the grass. Right on. Yesterday I laid probably six bags of chipped marble in my flower bed did you i uh groomed all my hedges by nice. hand very good very good now do you find that to be therapeutic and relaxing or is yeah that, i was or... actually talking to a client yesterday with all the technology that i deal with with yeah. my works 
and my private time. Yeah, um, um, when I was laying the twenty bags of mulch a week yeah. ago, I wasn't listening to music. I was just I was sitting out there you. doing it. And now, when I mow the grass, I listen to music primarily for ear, you know, hearing protection a little yeah, bit, get, cover up the uh, lawnmower Lawn noise. But uh, but no, um, yep. Yeah. And so. So, I, I mean, today I had to go to work. I did the brakes. I mean, not the brakes, my rims and tires. Mm-hmm. I mowed the grass, cleaned bird cages. Yeah. Went and had to go get some, uh, had to take a trip to the pharmacy. Right Had on. to take a trip to Target. Right on. Did this. Typical errands and stuff. See, like, like for me, this is, in, in, like you were saying earlier, I think this is a little bit of an escape for us. Well, that and I use the gym for stress relief, which we've talked about on yes, past episodes. I don't want people to think I'm a health nut because if you follow me on Instagram, you're already <laughs> tired of seeing all my gym photos. But, hey, the whole point of Instagram and social media is to share with people what you're doing. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. If I'm not at work, I come home, I eat, I go to the gym for an True. hour and a half, come home, watch TV for an True. hour, take a shower and go to bed and get up and do it all over again. True. True. I will say, you know, you're definitely a weapon aficionado, which I dig, you know. And and that gun you brought in to um, work on Friday. I was at the gas station and uh, I walked by and there's a little box with a picture of a Glock on it. I'm like, huh, what's that? <laughs> Dude, that and I look at the cool. price tag and it said four dollars and ninety nine cents. And I said, well, at that point, I don't care what it is. It's, right. it's four dollars. And so I pulled it out and I realized it had a little scope and a laser sight on it. And Bro, it, that thing was bright. It was basically a single shot. Um, I don't want to say airsoft because their, no. their ammos are a lot harder than airsoft and it's not battery operated. But for all intents and purposes, it is a manually cocked airsoft Spring gun. Spring action style. And the of- thing is, the size of this thing is actually larger than my real Glock. <laughs> and with the exception of the orange barrel, yeah, it does look like a Generation 1 Glock. Now, the funny thing is, is it has the the knob on the slide for yeah. fully automatic which i forget what model number glock that was they made a limited amount of really um you you could use this that version of the glock in call of duty modern warfare 2 i used to i used to dual wield it but it was fully automatic and so that toy glock is actually made based off it's the off g that. it's the g20 <laughs> no i'd have to look it up that's but, um, cool but it's it still it's it, based it, off of that model number I, um, and so I shot myself point blank in the yes, stomach with did. it. Yes, you did. Which somebody asked me why. So, well, if I'm going to shoot Dave with it, I need to know how hard <laughs> it's going to hurt if I shoot yeah. myself with it. Yeah. And it did put a little weld on there, but it's, uh, and then uh, Stan uh, shot you in the face with it. Yeah, well, I got shot in the face and the neck. And that trigger is hair trigger on that little on that little plastic gun, man. Yeah, I it's the G17. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that thing's got a hair trigger on it, man. I think, I mean, you barely touch it. It's like, Should ding! I pull up a YouTube video and we'll hear it fire in real life, the G17? Yeah. The real G17, yeah. not, not the... Not my not, toy. That yeah, it, no toy. Which is ironic. You're going to make a, your Glock based after the only model um, fully, automatic, fully automatic, but it's a single one slide, one now, shot toy. Now, what's the deal with that? Because I thought in America, you know, you have to have a special license to have a fully automatic weapon. Yeah, you just need a Class 3 Federal Arms... Fi- uh, class three federal firearms license which all that requires is an ass load of money and a background check really see what you don't realize is most of our gun laws are designed to keep guns out of poor people's hands right and not and i'm not being a conspiracy theorist or anything like it. that it's just let's be honest poor people tend to be more desperate and do desperate things mm-hmm. and for example if you want to get a, if you want to get a concealed carry permit in the state of florida 
you have to go pay 90 bucks to take like an hour or two, three hour long class. Do you fire the weapon in that class? You go down to the shooting range, you put two rounds down range, you don't have to hit your target. They just have to see you fire a weapon safely. Hold the gun in the which, proper manner. Which or I think that concerns the hell out of me. Um, in our local gun store here in the Cape, yeah. Someone accidentally discharged his firearm in the store on Thursday, even though they really? say do not take your gun out of your holster yeah. if you have a concealed carry unless you're in the fire gun range. And he didn't listen. He pulled his gun out. And because he's not an experienced user, yeah. Yeah. because the concealed carry permit class is so easy to get. So basically, and, and back to my point, I mean, we can do a whole other topic another day on, you know, we're maybe gonna, uh, ratcheting up the need for a better concealed carry permit we're gonna requirements. We're going to have because some of the stuff you're telling me on Friday was but, blowing my mind, man. But all, it's it's literally designed to keep poor people from having guns um, legally. And so when you go down to the um, the county oh, agricultural department, right? First thing they ask you when they bring back are how are you paying for this today? Mm-hmm. Very first thing. Okay. Once you say debit, cash, or credit, then they say, okay, do you have the paper showing you took the class? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you sit down, you fill out some paperwork. Are you a, are you from another, are, you know, do you have citizenship in any other countries? Right. Are you here working for another government? Blah, basically making sure you're not a spy, but, it, you know, because if you're a spy, you're right. going to answer yes on all this crap. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so you literally fill out the paperwork. They do a background check to take your $175. So now, you know, between the class and this, you're $250 into it. And that's it. That's and, all it is. And now you say, well, $250 ain't a lot of money. It is if you're destitute. It is oh, if you're yeah. extremely, you know, it is if your paycheck is only $150, you know, every, oh, yeah. or if you're making, you know, $400, $500 a week, $250, that's half your paycheck. Yep. And so it does deter a lot of poor people from getting, from getting the, but back to your original question, what do you need to have a fully automatic firearm in this yeah, country? Yeah, I thought it was totally illegal. Depends on the state. It just depends on the you state. You have to have a clean record and lots of money. Wow. And from what I'm on, what I understand is it's really not a whole lot of money but it is for me and, and a lot of other people yeah definitely i could see that and i so could see that it's it all comes down to money so then that so then you know so i you know in my, in my guesstimate a lot of people do this illegally obviously then i mean they, they there's got to be a way of, of obtaining things in parts and pieces or whatever they got to do to make it because otherwise it's as fast as you can pull the damn trigger correct which is semi-automatic yes. you know what i'm saying let's see if we can hear this thing fire real yeah i want to hear it Oh. Oh. Yeah, he's talking over it. Oh, that's semi-automatic, man. Where in the hell is this video coming from? I'm guessing Jap- Japan. Oh, Why are you showing a fully automatic gun, but you're shooting at semi-automatic, man? Yeah, I want to hear that, baby. Tuck, 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 tuck. あ、つけてすでGAT。ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ、ブロック17。ああ
Test so fight. he has the Glock installed in a device that makes it look like a semi-automatic, I mean a uh, submachine gun. Are you not going to go full? Yeah, yeah that didn't. Horrible. These people are promising stuff they're not delivering on. Yo, bait and switch, man. Here we go. Oh! He's shooting uh, two liters of coke. Damn! And he's about... 15 yards and he's hit the target. So that's actually not. Oh, he's got bad. a shoulder we'll harness on. He's got a stock on it. Does he? That's about yeah. as few as you can do if you can imagine every time I squeeze oh, this the old guy. You get him two or three guy. rounds. And that just speaks to the crazy rate of fire you get out of this Glock. Okay, so one last thing. I wanted to show this Glock doing what I think it does best, and that's dealing with a lot of bad guys quickly. <laughs> he's got to spray down a whole line. He's hitting him. So that's the rate of fire on your G18. Wow. I knew it wasn't the G17, but anyhow. Still, man, that's some that's a damaged machine right there, man. You can tear some people up with that thing. That's pretty badass, man. I dig it. I just it's just amazing to me that that, that you know you're cruising through the store at the gas station and, and you know there's a Glock, and, and I couldn't and help myself because after one of the shootings, and not to make light of that situation, but no. um, an uneducated, ill-informed person uh, posted on social media how she was outraged that you can buy a hundred and fifty dollar, you can buy an AR-15 for a hundred and fifty dollars at a at a store. Mm -hmm. The reason she's ill-informed is she was not looking at a hundred and fifty dollar AR-15. She was looking at a hundred and fifty dollar airsoft gun that was designed to look like, like an, an AR-15. Wow. Airsoft guns are designed to shoot people with. They shoot little plastic pellets. Mm -hmm. And they're they're basically like paintball minus the paintballs. And so a lot of kids buy those and they go out to airsoft fields. And so, yes, $130 is cheap if you're looking at a, a true AR-15. But yeah. for an airsoft gun, that's about the retail price. And so I couldn't help myself but post on Twitter. I can't believe I found a uh, handgun at the gas station for $4.99. And I had a picture of the clock sitting on my, uh, my leg. Dude, it's just wow. So wow. what what do you got going on now that the big move is almost finally done, bro? It's getting it's getting back to business. You know what I'm looking forward to is us having a jam, man. I'm looking forward to us, you know, getting you know now that this is you know this stuff's over with. You know, I, it's gonna take a while, obviously, to get settled in. You know how it is, man. Um, but I'm looking forward to, to getting back to jamming, getting a few more songs down, listening to what some of the stuff you've been working on. Cause I heard you, you know, you know, hitting the bass the other day and I'm like, man, he's got some good licks there. I, I can't wait to really kind of get together and, and see where this goes, man. Because I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it in the long run, man. Me and you personally, I know we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, you know, I hope uh, Haney does as well. I hope to have him come back into the studio. I hope Randy can. I hope we can really get another studio session to where we can get you in there, and you know, let's just kick back, man, and see what happens, man. Because that's when the magic happens, man. Is when the least unexpected thing, you know, you know the, you know, you're not going in there with all the pressure and everything. And now that I've been in into the to the Vibe Studios. I'm gonna walk in there this time a little bit more, a lot more relaxed because, you know, the last time, the only time, bro, I felt like, oh, you know, everybody's looking at me, man, and I'm going, all right, 
this is how it goes. This is what this is what I'm do, and this is the lyrics. And but I'll tell you, everybody there loved it. They you know they were jamming to it. Sweet. Everybody. So I was pretty stoked about that. And I will say, I I want to thank all my Latino friends and listeners that are really digging the song. Man, I've been getting a lot lot of uh, friend requests. I guess you could say. And a lot of, you know, really dig it. You know, that's a great jam. And uh, so I'm pretty stoked with that. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I was talking to um, a neighbor of mine. And El Camino means the way. I have no idea. Well, I, I know what an El Ranchero is, but... What the... What do you... A Ranchero is... Uh, I forget who made those. Those were... That's Ford. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Ford Ranchero. But anyhow... Um, All right. That is the return of our show. You know, now that we're getting our show back on course, I guess Damn right, dude. it's time we need to come up with a format. Yeah, we got to start having um, some other things. Yeah, we need to start actually having topics yeah. and segments. Yeah, I know. We need to come um, up with Two something. a-holes in a room just rambling on for an hour and a half. Probably won't maintain but, a lot of listeners. No, but bro, look at our lives. Look, look at what's been going on. So, you know, it, it's, it's taken time, in my opinion, to kind of build up a little bit to get, to get the idea of where we're wanting to go and what we're going to do. So, so the audio for the show hasn't sound, has not sound better. It's, it's, it's basically sounding really good. I think the microphones had a break in period. I think all the sound paneling. So we have decent audio and good recording. Now we just got to work on our content. Yep. Um, with that being said, a little update. We finally, uh, this show will be the first show of the, uh, Waterman and D train show to get posted on the new podcast platform that will tell us how many people are listening and so we will know for a fact that there are in fact five of you listening and we want to thank the OG5 <laughs> once again for listening yeah. um, and we will let you know once we get more than five listeners um, absolutely man I'm going to be interested in seeing what those numbers are man and it, let me ask you are you able you, so you'll be able to access that yourselves I mean this is yeah, I can not, tell you right now well, yeah, I can't tell you right now it's not posted no. but yeah I could tell you like if this was next week if we're in right. the future I could you know, pull it up right now and you tell you how many up. people um, well, good deal man how, how we only have four listeners instead of five then we're going to have to change the whole icon <laughs> to OG4 uh, and pretend no. like the OG5 thing never happened Mm-mm-mm. and be embarrassed but it no. is what it is no it's going to be the OG millions so we'll work on some formatting we'll work on some segments um, we'll work on getting people actually to call in when we ask them to but you yeah. know when it, when it's Sunday and your five listeners are all watching, all watching. Yeah. Yeah. All when your five listeners. Wow, I can't even talk. When your five listeners are all currently watching The Walking Dead, they're not yep. going to call your ass. Hell no. So maybe when we get up to a hundred listeners, one of them will call us. But then again, we don't always do this on a Sunday. Exactly. I was with someone at the emergency room for four hours yesterday, so we couldn't record. They are yes. fine. I'm Everything's good, good in the hood. Yeah. But uh, that's what happened with that what happened with our background music i have no idea that's but anyhow hey it's the technology man. we're gonna bring this to a close yes anyhow. sir so um for right now Woo! you can find more of our past episodes if for some reason you found this on your boyfriend's phone or whatever mm-hmm. um obviously if you found this one you know where the other ones are but if you don't know where the other ones are the easiest way to find us is at stananhaney.com forward slash woo mm-hmm. you can click on the uh click on the icon you can also go to d-410.com if you don't want to go type a whole bunch of stuff d- if you don't know what a hyphen is just go to stan haney i'm not going to spend 10 minutes explaining what a hyphen is Uh, i guess you can call it a dash d-410.com 
I mean, if you refer to your computer tower as a modem, you're probably going to refer to it as a dash. <laughs> so go to d-410.com and uh, click on the Waterman and D-Train show. Sorry, that's just some computer man angst um, frustration coming out of me. Yeah, bro. Um, you need a good weekend of partying, man. That is next weekend. Um, next weekend, I will be up in Lakeland, Florida for Sun and Fun 19. Um, All right. For those of you who follow me over here from What's the Scuttlebutt podcast, uh, we've talked about the Lakeland Fly-In. Um, it's an air show equivalent to a car show. It's pretty That's cool because be people fly their personal planes in, their Cessnas, their whatevers, and they P fifty one Mustang. They throw or their whatever. tents down right underneath their wing. They camp out. So it's kind of like a weekend long car show, but for pilots. Really. And, and then it's a air show on top of that, and so. Oh, that's um, bitching, man. We will have our World War II bivouac set up. Um, this is one of the few events that I get to break out my Marine Corps uniform. Very and cool. so we're, we're doing this as a shakedown because we have a, a couple of new Marine Corps guys because we're getting ready for the big event we're doing in November for the 75th anniversary of the Tarawa landings. Wow. And so um, we're making sure everybody's gear is put together. And this is going to be a great weekend for me because um, it'll be my first day off in over a month. And a friend of mine, Don Dickey, he is huge down here in Florida in the reenacting community. He mm -hmm. does everything, Civil War, uh, Spanish American, anyhow. He's also a photographer. And because he knows the hobby so well and he knows the details so well, he mm -hmm. takes fantastic photos. He's the one awesome. that takes a lot of the photos you see on the What's the, not, yeah, on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. And so we're essentially doing a miniature photo shoot. Very cool. So not only am I doing my Marine Corps impression, I also got to take my 82nd Airborne impression. Damn, dude. And I got to take my Army HBT pants, shirt, and M41 jacket because we are going to do a photo shoot with some of the planes that morning and the guys who do the Florida Flyboys who wear the uh, pilot uniforms, mm -hmm. they're going to do a photo shoot. And so I'm going to be there in my HBTs doing ground crew, wow. the guy who's working on the planes. And right, so we're going to yeah. have a couple of us. And so we're going to do photos with that, photos in the Marine Corps stuff, and photos with the 82nd Airborne uniforms in the planes. That is very cool. And so man. not only is this a living history event, it's kind of a photo shoot so I can get some new photos to um, annoy people with. Well, I can also, you know, test out all this, the new uniforms and the stuff I've seen you working on in your garage, man. So I'm pretty stoked for you, man. Yeah, but, I've been sewing like an old seamstress I for the last that. week. Um, you just saw the last. <laughs> um, you saw me sewing the... Um, tech sergeant chevron on my wool shirt but before you do the wool shirt you had to do the jacket so i had to do put it on the jacket and the funny thing is is i busted myself down from lieutenant for one reason over your shoulder there is a garrison cap okay um for those of you who don't know anything about world war ii just yeah. think mcdonald's oh. 1960 paper hat or what they wear at uh, waffle house um you'll see there's a patch of a parachute on there yeah yeah i'm looking at it right now and you'll see it has blue piping yeah now, when you're a lieutenant, like I usually am, you got to wear this one over here that has the black and gold piping. Okay. And All I right. did, and I got tired of sewing that parachute on that garrison cap, and I had two garrison caps. I wanted to wear that one, so I intentionally yeah. busted myself down a few ranks so that did I could you? wear the infantry uh, garrison cap with the piping and the parachute with my airborne uniform. Huh. So in order to wear that hat. I had to bust myself down some ranks so that I can actually wear the hat. So I didn't have to, one, I could use the hat that I paid for, and two, I don't have to sew the parachute onto the other hat and yeah. then cut it off when yeah. I do my first ID and then sew it back on when I do 82nd and then cut it off when I do first ID. So by having Good two God, different ranks man. and two different uniforms, I can utilize all my equipment. 
And then that garrison cap, the brown one, that is an original Marine Corps garrison cap from 1943. Right. And then that green one up there is an HBT Marine Corps garrison cap. Well, they actually called them piss cutters because of the shape is <laughs> said to cut your piss. But uh, those were, that's a reproduction, but those are made from the HBT uniforms. And right. those were bought while the guys were in Melbourne and in New Zealand. They would pay local tailors to make those because really? theirs were wool. And you don't want to wear wool in the tropics. And oh, so hell no, man. To meet uh, uniform standards and still not sweat their ass off, they would personally go out and buy the, the cotton ones. Very cool, man. Very cool. Because even the khaki ones are, were hot, too. Well, hey, brother. I think... Uh, so next week, and I yeah. will be out of town finally, and... Uh, and that's yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna... I don't know what I got planned yet. As you know, my life is... God knows what happens day to day and hour to hour. So... But, uh, yeah, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, the downloads. Once again, you can find us on standandhandy.com. The Waterman and D-Train Show. Thank you, everybody. Give us a like. Get some downloads. Once again, everybody have a good week. We'll see you next week. Woo!